Hey, this is Mel from Rap Rankings, and you're listening to a Rap Rankings replay. This is Season Zero, Episode 8, our review of Most Def's True Magic. Episodes from Season Zero, aka the Beta Test Season, previously existed on SoundCloud only. The versions uploaded here have been remastered to resemble current show standards for your enjoyment. Remember, this was Season Zero, so if we sound like beginners, it's because we were beginners. But don't worry, the ratings are canon, it's just Mules and Mel's performances that aren't. Enjoy! We are most definitely in the building today. Oh, I think we are Yasin Bailey back. Wait. I That's think his we're... fault. That's not our fault. That's his fault. Hold on. Right. I think I think you are a black star. Well, and I think that Yasin Bay. Uh, so Yasin... you're a black star and you've seen Bay. You you seen Bay? I hear she married Jay Z. Yeah, you see, see, you're a black star, but have you seen Bay? Because she just married a guy named Jay. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is the worst <laughs> podcast in human history and recorded time and space. Rap rankings, the only podcast where. For a whole minute straight, you get shit like that before we tell you what the show actually is. <laughs> this is uh, rap rankings. It's uh, it's uh, February nineteenth, twenty twenty. Welcome to rap rankings. This is the show where we listen to, rate, rank, and discuss every album in hip hop history. Uh, I'm your co-host Mel, and I'm here with Mules as always. Hey, uh, you know, yeah. Hey, uh, hello. Hello to you. Uh, yep, just two knuckleheads doing a show um, about hip hop. Uh, this is the part where we gotta go through the through the spiel, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm not enthused either. I I proposed, I think, last episode I should just record this, you know, uh, and nah, just bro. insert it. It's but... gotta be every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> gotta keep it fresh. Can't just drop it in there. In post. So here we go. Uh, they say, Mules, Mel, how exactly are these albums rated? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'll tell you. Using our rating system. Uh, I'm going to explain it now. All right. The rating system. It's simple. Each song is rated on a scale of 1 to 10. These numbers do not reflect the quality of a song as that is indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects a level of enjoyment. In short, here's what each number means. 10 means this is a perfect song to me, one of my favorite songs of all time. 9 means I love it, one of my favorite songs. 8 means I like it a lot. 7 means I like it. 6 means it's I. 5 means I feel practically nothing about this. 4 means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I don't like it. 3 means I don't like it. 2 means I really don't like it. 1 means I can't stand it, one of the worst things I've ever heard. Once every song on an album is rated, three separate ratings are determined. The takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weighted rating. Okay, the takeaway rating is the percentage of songs liked. That is, songs rated 7 or higher. For example, on a 10-song album, if you like 5 songs, the takeaway rating would be 50%. 
The average rating is the percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum score of 10 points. So if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score would be 100 points. However, if an album has 15 songs, the highest possible score would be 150 points. Lastly, the weighted rating is a percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating and dividing by two. This rating is considered the final and definitive rating, and it is used to ultimately rank the albums on the giant board of every rap album in history. Every yep. rap album in history? In history. Nothing's wow. changed. It's the same the same gimmick from the, the previous episodes. Well, just, we you know, we do this case... we do this for new listeners who are just joining us for the first time. Yeah, you know, because we we love we love the new people. You know? I got to tell you though, to those people who listen, you know, every week or every month at this point, um, it's got to be a pain in the ass to hear this shit every time. <laughs> got to be, yeah. But uh, you know, it's 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 for the it's for it's, the it's new... so needed. It's so needed. It's, it's so needed. It's so yeah. needed, and you got to read it live every time. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the gimmick, you know. Um, so yeah, that's how the show works. It's true. Um, but we have a a segment on this show. I think oh, you know man. what it is. Oh man, I gotta load the the music in. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I should have I should have looked closer at the show notes before we started. All right. You got to well, read the show notes. You can't just. Uh, well, you can't I just usually open I don't the email. And, uh, it's the show notes, right? But I figure it's the same format every time, you know. So I, I don't. I usually don't, uh, you know, do any you of that. Deodorant. Yeah. You need something for I'm all right. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Folks, that was our producer. He was wondering if we needed anything, and uh, we assured him absolutely not. We need nothing but this this uh, this rap shit. <laughs> this man came in. Oh, that was the uh, that was the co the co executive <laughs> producer who was wondering if we wanted. Uh, any more of this rap shit. And we said, no, we have all the rap shit we need. Thank you. Uh, we're in the middle of doing the show. So uh, please. Our producers, they mean well, but this is why we usually do the show at night it's while true. they're asleep. But we're doing it at noon today. Uh, all right. Is this the music? Let me see. I got to check and see if this is the music. Oh, no. This is that. Uh, Okay. Uh, you use that? Yeah, fuck time? it. We'll use it this time. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, all right, here's our segment. Hey, uh, I was uh, fucking uh, tripping. Uh, yeah, I was fucking tripping. And it's that time of the show where we tell you that we was fucking tripping. <laughs> oh, shit. We was fucking tripping. We was fucking tripping. I was tripping, you was tripping, we was both tripping. I was fucking tripping, I was fucking tripping. Alright. Alright. <laughs> Welcome we to I was fucking tripping. <laughs> I was fucking tripping is a segment on the show where uh, we have to sometimes recalibrate things on the board and 
uh, sometimes admit that we were maybe a little overzealous or maybe not giving someone enough credit. Yeah. And this week on I Was Fucking Tripping. Uh, you're alone this week. I wasn't tripping about anything, but you were. I was, I was fucking tripping. Wow, what were you tripping about? Luckily, I'll just say this. Luckily, this won't affect the board in any way. Oh, okay. Good. Less work. <laughs> yeah, less work. Okay. What's a six? Means uh, it's alright. You know, mm. it's not bad. It's just it's right. alright. Not enough for you to say you you like it, you know. But you definitely don't hate it, and it's you know you wouldn't mind if somebody wanted to hear it, you know. One beer is a fucking six. <laughs> but that's not all. Okay. This is my show. I got to speak my truth. You do. That's your obligation here. I was wrong. One beer is I I like Guinnesses. <gasps> what? Wow. So ratings so, have been swapped. They've been swapped. Six plus for one beer, seven minus for Guinnesses. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm uploading or I'm updating the database right now. Let's see. It does not change the rating because there was a, a swap, basically. Wow. And not, not because I was looking to swap songs. I just think I was underselling Guinnesses because MF Doom isn't on the song. And I think I was uh -huh. giving one beer too much credit because MF Doom is on the song. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I got to keep it 100, man. I don't really like that beat. I don't like that sample. I'm tired of it. <laughs> turn that off. Will you turn that thing off? What's eating you now? Yeah, what's eating you? That music, it stinks. Oh, you don't like it, huh? No, turn it off. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that was I was fucking tripping. Usually we got game show music. This time you hit me with that. Yeah, I don't know. But we rolled with it. We you know, keep I, I recently, you know, cleaned up my laptop, so I think I moved it somewhere. That that uh, dun 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 dun. Yeah, that oh, was actually. Here it uh, is. I found it. Oh, okay. I moved. Okay. Well, oh, let's I'll roll that to, proper... to end the segment. Okay, the proper music for uh, the I was effing tripping segment uh, has arrived. Here we go. And that was another episode of I was fucking tripping with moves and metal. Thanks for stopping by. And next time, if we're fucking tripping, we'll let you know. On Rap Rankings, the show where every listen is like a first listen. <laughs>
Yeah. Okay. I will actually. Um, let's see. News. News. Music. Okay. But uh, yeah. I uh, I just found out this news. Mules told me about thirty four minutes ago. Um, I woke up. It's first thing he told me. Um, as a rapper up and seriously up and coming rapper, like he's one of, just, one of the rappers that was really really bubbling up right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know why someone from Ohio was calling me, but I don't answer Ohio numbers. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's a bad state. But uh, yeah, um, rapper Pop Smoke uh, was um, unfortunately killed today uh, in a home invasion um, in Los Angeles, right? In Hollywood, West yep. Hollywood. Uh, it's, it's nuts. It's freaking nuts, man. It's like a very tragic story. I woke up to this this morning, and I I had to tell Mel we got to cancel the uh, the in the news segment this week that we originally had. Well, the other news because it's not as big as this news right. or as important, you know. So yeah, I mean, we were we were talking about it, and we think it's you know I guess the story goes he was on like Instagram or something, and like. So his location was him or his, his friend that he was with, but he had just apparently like bought this crib or rented this crib in the Hollywood Hills and took a picture outside um, with his boy, like in front of their car. And you could see the address in the background. So, you know, people are speculating that someone saw that and was able to determine his location and you know, there's still like, I dude, I've been up for only like an hour, two hours right now. So I don't know that much about what's gone on here, but you know, there's still news trickling out. I'm sure we'll hear more about it over the course of this week, but um, yeah, just uh, rest in peace to pop smoke. I had not gotten a chance to, got acquainted with his music yet but you know had definitely been hearing about him and you know what he was doing bringing kind of that uk drill sound to new york and uh all i gotta say is it's a tragedy man rest in peace yeah look man i was uh i was a noted fan of uh probably will be considered his biggest record you know is welcome to the party i i've been i've been quoting it you know the past few months uh you know, he had a pretty distinct voice. I think everybody knew him for that. I loved it personally. Uh, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's like people are just, we're, we're losing people, you know, and not, not for good reasons either. So uh, rest in peace to that man, um, Pop Smoke. Well, yeah, that's, that's the news. Uh, well, let's uh, let's lighten the lighten the mood a little bit here. Why don't we figure out what was going on this week in hip hop history? All right. Well, this week in hip hop history, uh, let's see. Um, the Ghetto Boys. Uh, uh, oh, geez, that is Release. bad radio if I've ever heard it. Oh, bro, I just woke up. Like you know, I mean, I know, but. <laughs> You know, they work us to the bone here and we're still operating at a loss. So sometimes you got to deal with the executive producers, the phone going off. I mean, listen, we're, this is, this you know, is we're making this money is, moves out here. 
it's dead real. This is a real show. You know, it's, it's what happens. Uh, the Ghetto Boys released their debut album, Making Trouble, on February 17th, 1988. Well, okay, yes, you wrote the show notes yesterday. So uh, today's the 18th. But yeah, yesterday. It's, that's still, that's this week, right? This week. Right. Oh, it's the 19th, actually. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so that's they great. released that album their album. almost album. as old as me. Hey, you know, we old. Um, and also in 1988, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince released their iconic single, Parents Just Don't Understand. Good record. Well, like he's still dominating the charts, still number one on the Billboard Top 100, and by proxy, also the Billboard Hip Hop charts, which is what we look at here. And the uh, Fresh Roddy Prince? Rich. Parents just don't. Oh, okay. No. Not the Fresh Prince. Well, I mean, the way you let out of that, I mean, how was I going to know? It's the young man whose time is now, Roddy Rich. Wow. The Box. Still number one song in the country. That's that's the uh, sound from the song that everybody likes. Listen, Roderick, you keep this streak going, okay? <laughs> we keep calling this man Roderick. I don't know if that's his name. I think um, anyone named Roddy is short for Roderick, but here's the thing. It's very important that the box takes Old Town Road's record. No, I don't think because that's happen, whether but... you like Roddy Rich or you don't, he's a real rapper. He's not a he's not a meme performer. But also, I haven't heard him make a panini yet. So where do we stand on this? Ooh, hey panini, hey, don't panini. you be a meanie. That's Love like, that panini. Ooh, I'll tell you smash. what. The panini is a smash, okay? I don't want to hear it from you fucking rap nerds that the panini is not a classic, okay? It's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, so uh, shout out to uh, Roddy Rich and the Well, let's go from panini to Yassini, shall we? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Bad transition, but sure. Um, So, yeah, what are we here to do today? Um, we're here to see a magic show. <laughs> a true magic show. Uh, so? So? Magic show. Hi, I'm it's Chance, the Chance the Wappa. It's the Chance the Wappa <laughs> true magic show. It's my new album. Because I know my last album made you mad, so I wanted to make you happy and perform my new album, The True, true Magic. Oh, he hates us already. I already know he hates us. Fuck about him. <laughs> He's gonna know. Uh, He's gonna know. Uh, He's gonna know one of these days because he put out a real album. All right, we don't have to save the smoke for mixtape rankings anymore. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He can't. He can't hide from the main line show anymore. It's true. But uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, we're here for Most Def's 2006 album, True Magic. Oh, that's um, true. true magic. Oh, it's third. true. It's damn true. We might need that soundbite from the man himself, Kurt Angle. Um, true magic is the third studio album by American rapper Most Def, released on December 29th, two thousand six. By whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Hold on a second. Okay. 
You're just going to jump right into the background information about True Magic by Most Def? I mean, yeah, that, that was the plan. Well, I got to ask you a question first. Okay. What's your background with True Magic? <laughs> well, I have none. Um, I, I didn't even know the album existed until you were like, hey, we should do this True Magic album. I'm like, oh, okay, what's that? And you, you told me, I'm like, yeah, sounds intriguing. Let's do it. Um, I have I had limited experience with most deaf albums. Um, I believe uh, my dad owned Black on Both Sides and the one where he has the bandana. That's the new danger, right? Yes. And I think he had the one with the with the guys like jumping. It was like parkour or something. It's uh, the ecstatic. Yeah, I think he had that one too. So this is the um, one album of his that, well, and that Ferrari Shepherd nightmare that he put out. Well, here's the ago, thing: what ago. we know about this album that we'll get into, he probably didn't know it existed. My dad. I don't think many people knew this album existed. You know, it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, it came out. It was kind of hushed, hushed out into the world. You know, um, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I just went into the background because I ain't got no personal background with this. Well, I'll uh, tell you what. I do. No, is that right? It's Oh, it's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. I got some background with that true. Magic, that is. Oh, my God. Okay, All right. listen. When this thing came out, I was pretty hyped. I got to be honest. You know, I was a big fan of the Black Star the Black on Both Sides, The New Danger, Most Deaf, I'm a fan. So when this dropped, they were saying he's trying to get out of his contract with Geffen Records. We'll get to that. But I just took it at face value. And I um, I was I was excited to hear more music from him because he's not a guy that put out a lot of music. And he was, you know sticking around in Hollywood around this time. So I didn't know if we'd ever hear him again. So it was a nice little surprise to see that this album was released, but there was a lot of controversy surrounding its release that we'll get to. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm acquainted with this album. I mean, uh, when it came out, I was able to pick up a copy of it at Best Buy and brick and mortar chains damn brick and mortys brick and mortys so hey hey morty the uh, uh, true magic just came out uh, <laughs> i don't know rick I, I don't know if we should get this one they're, they're saying it's a contractual obligation shut up morty you, you don't know anything about the record industry it's most deaf he's great it's gonna be great I, I wish I could contribute more, but I literally all I know is Rick and Morty and uh, Pickle Rick. So uh, I got Pickle Moats. Wow. Pickle I'm Pickle Moats. Wow. Vinegar so, say shine your bright on the world. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Let's let's move on. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm familiar with this album. Uh, we'll talk about why it's relevant that I had to bring up. I went and bought this thing. A little bit right. later on, but yeah, this is uh, this is an album I'm familiar with. I wanted to cover it because 
I feel like it's the lost most deaf album. I mean, I think that black on both sides is pretty much considered by all to be his classic. I think that a lot of people have like very mixed opinions about the new danger, you know, cause it's so eclectic in the kind of music that's on there. It's a little bit of rock music, a little bit of blues, a little bit of R and B and then there's rap, but it's like, I feel like the rap is not as sharp as it is on black on both sides. So that album has the mantle as sort of his contentious album. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this true magic, which I've never seen even really referenced after maybe the first year it came out. And then the ecstatic was kind of considered his return to form. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. And since then he's just done one album as Yasin Bey, which is what he's going by now. And we're not going to talk about that one whatsoever, ever on this show. <laughs> we're, this is the show where we're going to review every hip-hop album in history, but we will pretend like the Most Deaf and Ferrari Shepherd December 99 album doesn't exist. Wow. That All will right. be the new forgotten Most Deaf album, because we're going to get into True Magic and see what it's all about. So now... Let's get into some background on True okay. Oh, it's true. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so released on December 29th, uh, 2006 by Geffen Records. I'll tell you right now, looking at that date, you can tell, like, that's kind of the dead zone of album releases, you know? That's, that, that's that, tax write-off season. You know? Um all right, yeah. It was released to fulfill uh, his contract with Geffen Records. Uh, here's something from allmusic.com about the uh, the run-up to his fourth album, The Aesthetic. Um, it says, Def's new release will be his fourth solo project after the unusual release of True Magic. Most Def released his third solo album, True Magic, in 2006. A contract-fulfilling release for Geffen, which had absorbed raucous years prior, the album trickled out in a small run during the last week of 2006. Bizarrely, the disc came with no artwork and was sold in a clear plastic case. Listen to that, Kanye, you biter. Right, so that's why I'm saying it's. this is why I wanted to mention that I went and bought it. Because it was the first time I've ever been to a store that sold albums and bought an album in a clear case where I could see the disc literally spinning around with the only artwork is on the disc. Right. That's wild. They really didn't care about him. No, this was <laughs> just really like, just dude, I was shocked. The, I was know. shocked that there was even art on the disc. Right. So I had to buy this shit, even though I already had the leak. I had to buy this shit because it was so odd to me. So when Yeezus came out and everyone was louding, like, I think it's cool, actually, that on Yeezus, he put, like, this piece of tape. Oh, this, yeah. like, red strip of tape. Yeah, I guess. But to me, it wasn't original because I had seen this before, and it's from one of his peers. Right. Yeah, but and what we know was this Kanye, an, he probably Here's the thing. The Kanye, shit, the Kanye shit was an intentional choice. The most deaf shit, I wonder, was 
was it maybe just like, yo, I don't care. Like, just put it out. I think like, the label didn't care and he didn't care. He didn't care to do like the, 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 you know, press photography, the booklet. He didn't want to do the, uh, what's, what's the, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to do the, uh, accoutre. French triple H. Yeah. Accoutrement. <laughs> he didn't want to do it. Uh, he, did, he didn't. So I think, yeah, it was a little of both. I think with all these wrestling like, references today, I got to say, I wonder when the game himself is going to join us on this show. Uh, we know he's a fan of that new rap. So we know it. <laughs> he's actually not, you know, in real life. But in our, what do they call it? Head cannon. And in the Mules and Mel head cannon, Triple H is a, is a huge fan of hip hop. And he's always searching for new rap, <laughs> as he calls it. Known to pester his wife Stephanie uh, at, at at you know all times of night about new rap, but uh yeah, in real life where everyone's not psychotic so except for here's the thing Mel. though you say he you think he didn't care right yeah I and think it was kind of mutual like, I, I, I feel you but we'll get to this when we start reading through some of the context some of the threads and whatnot okay that. Apparently, he likes the music on here, and I know he does because I've seen this guy perform a number of times, and he's done songs from this album. Right. Okay, so maybe it probably was more the label. You know? It's like, oh, you're leaving, huh? Well, good riddance. We don't need you. You know, Going to Hollywood. You know? Be kind, rewind, huh? Had that come out yet? Or was he only, was this like 16 blocks? Let me see. Be kind, rewind. Oh, it hadn't come out yet. He, he, he would, it, that would come out in two years, in 08. So, maybe he was shooting it, though. Possible. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, yeah, so, yeah, bizarrely, the disc came with no artwork and was sold in a clear plastic case. Though its single, Undeniable, did manage to grab a Grammy nomination for Best Rap Solo Performance. Months later, Geffen re-released it with full artwork and a slightly different track listing. Okay, I have no so idea what they saw. Tells. I think they saw there was some sort of uh, press or money publicity, and they were like, all right, I guess we should try a little bit. Who submitted the, the song for even nomination right because you got to submit to the to the grammy committee right so maybe most deaf i don't know can the artists take it upon themselves to do that um i think well they know like who to contact like through their people like i don't think they do it personally but it's like you know hey i don't know um but yeah, following an internet leak, True Magic was released to mostly mixed reviews from critics and has sold over 97,000 copies by 2014. More copies it's than I've ever sold. No, that's, yeah, listen, me too. <laughs> uh, it featured production from The Neptunes, Rich Harrison, and Minnesota, among others. Huh. The whole state? Wow. Come on, bro. Hey, I mean, you know. You start playing with people's names. Wait. That's all we do on this show. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, Roger Frog Rich. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
The song uh, Crime in Medicine samples Jizz's 1995 single Liquid Swords, while the song Dollar Day uses the same beat as, well, I'm going to say Juvenile, Juvenile's Noya Clap. Um, True Magic received generally mixed reviews from critics. It holds an aggregate score of 45 out of 100 at Metacritic. All Music's Andy Kelman called it, quote, a disappointment with, quote, just enough quality material, and here he cites Dollar Day, Fake Bonanza, and There Is A Way, to make the average fan not want to wipe it from memory, but the flashes of brilliance are all too scarce. New York Times critic Nate Chinnon said the music sounded as if it had been produced, quote, on the cheap. <laughs> wow. And that some songs carried, quote, urgent messages up front, but not much depth within. Most deaf, quote, may deliver tantalizing flashes of lyrical skill, but he doesn't inspire much feeling other than listless dread, Chinon wrote. Michael Furman from Tiny Mixtapes was more enthusiastic about the album, writing that, quote, it's not a happy record and there are few, if any, genius rhymes but it speaks volumes about the frustration and resignation of the underprivileged. Pitchfork panned the album, giving it a 4.5 out of 10. We have a link to the review here. Are we going to open this up? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Its single, Undeniable, was nominated for the 2007 Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance. Um, All right. Before we get into this part, let me see who who else was in the field there. Yeah, let's take Um, a look. He didn't win. He didn't win. I think we would have known if he won. Um, okay, 2007. Oh, huh. The guy who would bite him years later, Kanye West. Oh. Stronger. Stronger. Wait, no. Hold on. That's not right. That's 08. No, okay. 07. It was T.I., well, you know about that. Oh, did he you win? You know about that. You see, I won. Oh, he deserves it. That was like the best, probably the best rap single of that year. What you know about What that? else was in the category? Uh, Touch it, bring it. Uh, d- hey, Rhymes. turn it, bring uh, it, stop for me. Oh, That's that. better. Listen, that one's hotter than Stronger. But, but Kanye bit Busta. <laughs> Wow. He got the no, he got the Probably did. He, honestly. he got the Daft Punk sample. Yeah. Work it. Yeah, listen, he was probably listening to that. He's biting most deaf Oh, I rhymes. can't even do my uh Kanye like Kim, you hear this? I'ma make this because he wasn't with her yet. No. So he was like, Amber, you, you hear that Busta rhymes? I I can do it better. I'ma do it with, better. Nah, he was with uh Alexis. Oh right? Alexis. <laughs> yeah you know and, and she was just like oh my god this guy he's he's, he's doing it again this excitable boy excitable man kanye you know wow um yeah it was uh that that kick push was in the field too um and of course most deaf undeniable and then missy elliott we wrote well, it was clearly deniable because it didn't win <laughs> Um, what is what does this messy song sound like? We we run this. Uh is oh, is it the oh 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 no no way? Nah, that's not it. We run this. Oh six. 
Oh, we well run said, this. I, uh, I don't know. Who gives a shit? I don't know. Yeah, we'll get so, to it one of these days. Right, one of these days. Right, we got to do every every one of them in history. You know, well, so, except for eventually. this most deafened Ferrari Shepherd album. <laughs> there are some exclusions. You got to put the asterisk next to the show tagline. You know, just so we don't get sued. Restrictions may apply, but uh, yeah, we don't want to get sued. But uh, all right. So you have here in the show notes <clears throat> um, that you're going to introduce them to OKP. We won't say what that is. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So basically, I've been inactive for a long time, but I've been on the OKPlayer.com message boards for a very long time. All right. I was still in high school when I joined so there's an archive on okplayer.com where some of the biggest threads get archived over the years and i was able to find the thread that funny enough was started by music max who is midpoint who produced a bunch of stuff on this album night creatures with me uh as night creatures co-produced and also co-produced some Pizza Boy Bad Sunday tracks. What in the world oh, it's is that? True. Oh, it's a uh, it's a rap album from an alternative rapper from the internet. Oh, one of, oh, not only is he one of them alternative rappers, he's from the internet too. Yep. Sorry uh, to say, but I, I want nothing to do with this. As it turns you. out, that man is the person who starts this thread. And I got to say, he is not a true magic truther. Oh, it's <laughs> not true. Oh, wow. it's false. Well, uh, yeah. So um, here we go. We're going to go back into the the time warp, back to December of 2006. And we're going to go through this most deaf true magic <laughs> thread on okplayer.com from the archives. And we'll do this from time to time so we can get a taste of where people were at, what people were saying, what the reaction was. And this is a community that is, you know, if you're not familiar with okplayer.com, it's the Roots website. And okplayer artists like Most Def, Jill Scott, Talib Kweli, etc., so all of their fans are here. These aren't people who haven't engaged with this man's work before. So I think this is the definitive document, honestly, on True Magic, if we're going to be honest. There's no review on the internet that's going to give you a taste for what the litmus was on Most Deaf at the time, rather than this. So from time to time, we'll take a trip here, and this will be our first. So Mel, let's take it away. All right. Well, the first post says, uh, yeah, Music Max, member since November 7th, 2003. Uh, it's 5,078 posts. All right, Mel, we don't need the fucking tell the tape for every post. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. I just had to lead off. You know the guy, you know? All right. Most made true magic only to get out of his contract with Gavin. I At won't least that's listen. How I understand you, the, the only, he did capitalize it. He did. That's why I put some some emphasis on it. So, okay. Um, I'll allow it. Yeah. 
with Geffen. At least that's how I understand it. That's why he's not doing any promo for it, because he doesn't care about the project. He just wanted Geffen to get out of his life. So this project fulfills his contract, and now he's off to bigger and better things. What do they know? Like Hollywood. That's why none of the songs that were hyped about over the summer, only one track that he preformed a couple months ago when I last saw him is on this album, and he preformed a lot of new uh, S-word. Come on, uh, Mel. Okay, fine. For the sake of historical accuracy, I will read these bad words that people use. Jesus Christ. Um, they made me say the N-word in school when they they had us read the damn Huck Finn. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but they said, you got to read it out loud. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Mool's snitching on himself right now. Uh, well, no, everyone did, was, had to do it in well, school. Well, no, everyone but you had know to read how now you're, so, you're expected to like have somehow been retroactively woke. No. You know, so it's like. No, I didn't want to say the N-word then. I don't want to say it now. All right, I'm more. They expect you to go go back in time and remove it. I'll go back in time. I'll slap myself and I'll slap Miss Bishop for making me say it. (laughs) And then I'll get canceled for smacking a woman. (laughs) You just can't win. I can't win. Me, Boosie, and Young Thug on a a flight to Cancelville. Uh, What did Uzi do? Boosie. Oh, Boosie. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah, he's sounding a little boozy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. right. So the guy says, notice that Kanye's track isn't on there. Ninth Wonders track isn't on there. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's how I understood it. And my sources are pretty credible, usually. Okay. And so I don't know what he's talking about. Do I just scroll past this? uh, These like drop down like oh so this is what you got to do you got to click on the first thing on the drop down number one and then you kind of just scroll from there okay huh that's wow kind of like reddit you know but like with boxes all right i don't i don't be on that reddit i don't uh, be on it either but it looks like it has the same uh what do you similar structure Yeah. yeah uh it says uh, the guy, so a guy responded. He says, seems like the acting thing has been paying him well. Um, then uh, Music Mac replies. Oh, wait, no, I've, I skipped something. There's this original reply. Yeah, K Dot. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is this Kendrick? No, he's from Illinois, unfortunately. Oh, well, I, I mean, just, look, Kendrick's I family is from Illinois. So, what? You know. Yeah, they're from Chicago, remember? Oh, shit. All right, this is what Kendrick Listen, Kendrick has weighed in on True Magic. He says, uh, this was his last album on Geffen, so I think you may be right. This is how I see it, too. This was his last major release on the label. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop with the uh, Kendrick enunciations. And we know how he felt about being the label. I'm just going off interviews. I think he means had, being on the label. Right. But, you know, you never know what Kendrick, you know, bars, right? He's like, most death was single-handedly keeping the label afloat. Maybe that's what he meant. Um, that's why he left. He was tired of being the, the like, you know, the the guy holding up the, 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 the roof, so to speak. Uh, he says, I'm just going off interviews he's had before and during the release of his last album, The New Danger. The label probably also didn't care, which explains the lack of promotion and other things. 
Uh, right, and so that's Tony Washington says he most yeah. deaf, no pun intended, did not need the money, and seems like the acting thing's been paying him well. Right. And uh, Music Max jumps back in and says that's why he is totally dismissing the project. It was a deal breaker, and that was it. Um, we got a guy. Oh, Jimmy John. Oh, you and know everybody's you, in here, bro. You know what's funny? You know who's gonna come up soon? Who's that? Sweeney. What's your real name? Sweeney. What's your real name? You know that's that dude Sounds Sweeney like a reference. Yeah, it's a reference oh. to Charles saying, Sweeney, what's your real name? Oh, no. Sweeney's in here, bro. Fucking Sweeney. <laughs> this is the Sweeney? The Sweeney is in here. Oh, man. Sweeney, you weenie. Dude, fuck around on OK Player. You might see Jesus in one of these threads of Jesus and Marrow fame. Right. Word. You might see um, Fonte of Little Brother. New Tiggolo, New Tiggolo. New tick. So what else we got? New Jimmy John of Jimmy John's subs. Yeah, so he's in here in between sandwiches. He says, uh, can anyone break down what tracks were produced by whom? Um, it looks like people ignored him. Yeah. <laughs> um, some guy named Rekor says it def makes sense. I see what he did there. And this guy Gums replies to that and says, Word, fuck the game and all its players. Where have all the rebels gone? You're angry online. Um, B Major says, uh, uh, in response to getting out of his contract, makes total sense. Now we just got to wait till the real shit comes out. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic, you know, hip-hop head opinion. Yeah, but you're waiting, like, you know, I'm telling you, man, once once Nas gets off Def Jam, he's going to do that album with Premiere. It's going to be uh, him and Premiere, 16 tracks. Premiere's doing all the beats. We can get him an AZ on there. Their legs are shaking, you know? <laughs> the delusional hip-hop fan archetype is, is one of my they favorites. Just, they just want it to go back to how it was, and they haven't figured out that it's not going to do that. Right. I wonder if this guy is still waiting on the, quote, real shit to come out. I waited for Wayne 10 years. Facts. And he came back with the real shit. I was right. Yeah. Funeral, you know? Um, wow, Midtown Records replies to B Major and says, uh, don't hold your breath, player. Oh, man. Wow. Good advice. Um, let's see. Somebody told Music Max, uh, I hope you are right. I think. And then Music Max says, I am right. I'm always right. JK, LOL. Uh, then this guy's bantering with him. Uh, okay, they're uh, they're they're being message board pals right now. Uh, Sweeney Kovar says, "Here we go, Sweeney. What's your real name?" Uh, he says, "I like it. Don't believe this." So he likes this <laughs> album. <laughs> I like it. Don't believe this. Yeah. So Music Max says, "Why not? Just out of curiosity." Sweeney Kovar says, the music does not sound like throwaway shit. The music is good. It's not black on both sides. That's not most anymore. He has a lot of shit that's in the new danger vein. But to me, the message is clearer now. Some songs are still kind of corny, like There Is A Way. But just like most said back in the day, rather be corny than ignorant. 
Music Max replies, but most is still talented. So throwaway shit is still decent, but it wasn't a serious effort. It's like if Jordan was going to play one-on-one with you, he'd still kick your ass, but wouldn't be going hard. LOL. Sweeney replies, here's a thought though. What if this is the music most wants to make? He doesn't need the money. We've established that. He doesn't seem to really care for today's hip hop scene anyways. Maybe he's making the music he wants to hear that feels good to him. Maybe (laughs) music max replies, then dude is falling off in my opinion. This album to me had very little passion in it. Even the tracks that I liked, it didn't seem like he was in it like he used to. Sweeney Kovar says, because he's not in it like he used to. Dude is seven to eight years older than he was on Black on Both Sides. I don't expect a 32-year-old to think like a 25-year-old. I agree that some songs don't have the instant likability of some joints on Black on Both Sides, but to dismiss them as most falling off to me doesn't make sense. And then Music Max uh, backpedals. He says, I didn't mean that literally, really. What did you mean? Uh, He says, because I don't think he has. I just know that you are wrong. (laughs) And then he writes in parentheses, and that isn't me me being arrogant. I know people who know most and the people who work for him. And this is all coming from them. I saw him live and the joints he played that were new were fire. Everyone in the crowd was on some Moses back shit. Then he writes in parentheses, I did like the new danger, by the way. But none of the songs he played at his show are on this album. All I'm saying is that he just threw some shit together to get out of his deal. Most refuses to do any personal promo for the album. No interviews, nothing. The CD comes in an empty artless jewel case with just the CD in it. It doesn't come in a jewel case, actually, Max. It comes in what was like a kind of the first time and last time I've ever seen this, a plastic CD case. So is it kind of like the joints that come when you used to buy blank CDs and they would give you some cases? No, it was like... Oh, they weren't even that good? No, it was like a CD case like you'd see in the store, but it was plastic. It wasn't... So it didn't have... like It, it was hinged, but it didn't have that like kind of like spine to it. Right. It was kind oh, of okay. more like almost like a Blu-ray case in the, in huh. the uh, material, but the size of a CD case and clear. Wow. Um... Hey, uh, an innovator, an, an innovator. Uh, <laughs> he says, most is the shit to me, but this album is not a true most deaf record. It has moments because most is naturally talented, but nothing about this record has any passion in it. Essentially, it was a fuck you to the record label. He spells label L-A-B-L-E. Come on, man. That's <laughs> just it's funny. Uh, as he broke out the door. And as far as people saying that this sort of thing is whack to the fans, I'm not knocking most, but most has never factored his fans into his train of thought when it comes to music. He does his thing and people will love him or hate him, but he could care less. I'm sorry, it's a pet peeve. It obviously means couldn't care less. I'm not knocking him for that, but that's how he operates. But yeah, I know most people that most people this, that this is my opinion. But it's much more accurate than that. At this rate, I expect him to break out the DJ Khaled accurate. You know? Um, So Prolix jumps in and says, nah, um, dude is right. Most is trying to get out of his contract. Quote, sources said that exact same shit, including the quote, don't hold your breath player shit months ago. This isn't really like breaking news. No snarko. 
Okay. But yeah, he is dope. The magic is dot, 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 dot. If you make 30 songs for said project or have time and money to record at will and you only use 15, uh, fuck it, 20 for the album, you have a few left over to thin out the effort for the next few. And when you're not happy in your profession, you do, or do you overexert yourself, do your best work? What is he getting at here? I, I get I get what he's getting at. It's strange. He's saying if you don't sentence. give a shit about like you're if you're not happy about your job, are you gonna go hard and overexert yourself at your job that you hate, basically? Yeah, it was just formatted strangely. He says, uh anywho yawn. Oh wow. <sighs> oh, the first time the yawn has actually come in handy on this show. Yeah. You know. Uh <laughs> I could see how one could tire of the politics in hip hop music. And with film money, fuck rap money. Just my opinion. And then he writes, runs back to GD. Oh, that's his uh, his signature. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, there are some people, this guy, Tom, just says, uh, even if this is true, which I can see it might be, the album is still worth hearing. You know? Um, someone says they believe... Uh, that he, you know, it's just him trying to get out of his contract. But they say, yeah, this is such a great album. Most is a natural, great artist. Um, Tom says, anyway, surely there's more to this than just wanting to be rid of Geffen. I'm sure I've seen posts on here about him turning down offers from just about every other hip-hop label since his term with Geffen expired. Um, Leisure Brain says... Uh, <laughs> Having fun with puns. Yeah. Most indefinitely. Yeah, most indefinitely. Okay. I was at Best Buy yesterday, and they had a notice taped up on the rack where Most's CDs were, saying something to this effect. Even though we advertised the new Most Def CD would be for sale on Tuesday, the release of this album has been postponed indefinitely due to production problems. Wow. They had to put up a notice at Best Buy? Yeah, it eventually came. It, there was like a delay in the release. Right. Uh, Sith Lord. Who is this, my friend Cameron? He says, uh, I was going to ask about this. And he says, I saw it advertised in the Best Buy circular yesterday. Then the banner ad here says it'll be released on December 29th. I guess I'll believe that. Even if it is a contract fulfilling album, I'll still cop. Oh, he's uh, back. Sweeney's back, baby. He says it's out in January, the 9th or something like that. Well, he was wrong. Um, Music Max jumps back in. I am not saying don't support him. I read it like that because he wrote it in all caps. And then he goes back to regular uh, capitalization. It's just making sure y'all knew that. <laughs> uh, Nobby says uh, in reply to I am not saying don't support him. Uh, he says he's got to know that his music still is heard by fans. So to me, there is no excuse to come this whack on an album, especially when you are so. See, I can censor it here because he censored himself. He censored effing, himself. Effing yeah. talented. Without any knowledge of what's really going on, how are we, the fans, supposed to know that dude has label problems? Even if I hear a legit explanation from most himself. Out of principle, as well as the ridiculously high standard of producing excellent music that most Def has set for himself, I'm just going to assume two he fell off. Okay. Uh, this is hip-hop. I don't care why you made a whack album. If it's whack, most is whack. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. 
this motherfucker, let's get I'll be on the show. <laughs> this is not to say that he can't come back and redeem himself, a la Esco after Nostradamus, but you can't disappoint your entire fan base and then say it is the label's fault. Be a professional, make quality music, maintain your fan base, and don't make excuses. Oh, man. I see Lupe ignored this post. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, they don't want to know my Lazer's opinion because it's changed recently, and, 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 and I'm afraid of it as well as other people would be. But anyway, Tobin Moffat says, True magic, <laughs> five out of five stars. Good. Uh, good stuff. Uh, five yeah, out of five stars. Five out of five. He says, I hated New, Jan- New Danger as much, if not more than anybody. But True Magic is on the same level as Black on both sides, in my opinion. I'm not going to say classic because everybody seems to hate it. Why would you... That doesn't... So you're not saying classic because other people hate it? I mean, I if we're actually ter- talking about the term classic in terms of the way – that actually is the right way to think. Something can't be a classic. It can be a personal classic, but it can't be a classic if the world doesn't feel that way. Right, you know, or if they usually, don't know it exists. Right. It has to be like a sort of unanimous general feeling about an album. Um, Music Max replies, what do you like about it? I mean, it's not a total pile of shit. You're right, <sighs> Oh, me? I'm, 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 I remember, I just woke up. <laughs> he says, uh, there are definitely moments, but I don't hear any passion. School me on what you like about it, and maybe my ears will open. He doesn't school him. Uh, yeah, he just leaves them hanging. Um, let me see, this Nate118, he's saying a little of what someone else was saying. A lot of what uh, Nabi was saying. Um. You can't disappoint your fan base and then say it's the label's fault. He's responding to that guy. Um, Head down to uh, number 37. This is uh, High Voltage, who used to run It's All The Way Live.net and The Roots Live.com. My boy Dave over here. Um, He's firing back at Music Max. So I'm I'm caught in the middle here. These are two of my, uh, my friends on the board. Well, High Voltage says. That's a bullshit excuse fans of most who didn't like the album will say. Uh, most said it himself that he loves this album. Sorry if it was disappointing to you, but this is just copping a plea. Who? Um, let's see. Beautiful Boogeyman. So I'm guessing he's a most deaf fan. Yeah, I mean, his signature is Black Dante. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. He says the album cover art and all is mad disappointing, though. Besides the fact that I buy a lot of music, what keeps me from just downloading this? I mean... Oh, jeez. He says, I mean, shit. In the mail comes a plastic case and a CD. That shit is weak. Uh, someone says, you know, they justify it as uh, almost no promo, little fanfare. Oh, sweetie. Little, almost no promo, little fanfare, no bells and whistles, just the music. Um, yeah, and, you know, people are people are still uh, going about this thing. So Max says, I ain't make this up, though. 
This is information given me by people who know most and the people who work for him. It's not straight from my imagination or some cooked up opinion that I thought made sense. And High Voltage says this is information derived from internet rumors, dot, dot, dot. And Max says, not quite. Granted, my homie does have an internet connection, LOL. Believe what you want, though. It doesn't really make any difference. High Voltage is saying, all I'm saying is, if it doesn't come firsthand from most himself, then it's nothing more than a rumor. Olu Josh says, agreed. Until I hear it from him, it's a rumor. With that in mind, I'm still curious as to why he'd put the album out with a bare-ass CD. If he's truly unhappy with the label and his contract is officially complete with the release of this album, I wouldn't think that he would have a problem speaking his mind about the situation surrounding the release, if there was one. Wow. Well. Um... So yeah, that's here. that's about it. I mean, that's the people on here like it. Some people are saying it's it's crap because he rushed it out. Some people are saying it's crap because he fell off. Uh, some people think it's a five out of five, like Muffin Buffett or whatever his name was, <laughs> Buffin Muffin. So yeah, that Vance was our first trip Buffett. over to the boards. Yeah. Um. So. To come to, to leave the board and come back to the show notes, uh, we just got to talk about this uh, this track sample craze. Man's gonna fall asleep. <laughs> don't don't if you got a yawn, bro. This this is just it's bad. I don't radio. even know when I have to People do it. Don't it just hear happens. It. They don't want to hear that. Uh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't, I don't know when it's when it's coming. It just yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this track listing and then let's review this album for ourselves and let's see what we think about True Magic. Oh, it's true. Oh, man. This this guy. All right. Track one. Title track. True Magic. Produced by DJ Epic and Mark Knox. Yep. Track two. Undeniable. The Grammy nominated Undeniable. Produced by Rich Harrison. Yep. Track three, You Are the One, produced by the entire state of Minnesota. Thug is a Drug, track four, uh, produced by the entire state of Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, his name is Minnesota, folks. I'm just having a little fun on rap ranking. <laughs> track five, Crime and Medicine, produced by Most Def. Not true. Produced by the RZA. Right. But the Jizza. Or is the RZA? The RZA produced the it. It's a song by the RZA, produced by the RZA. Uh, not featuring SZA or Smoke Dizza. <laughs> but by God, it's true, it's true. Uh, Most Def does actually have a co-production credit on this for some reason, I think because of the uh, whistling sounds, I guess. Oh, okay. He adds to it, like and like how he fades the beat out and whatnot. So um, he has a co-production credit, but this is 100% not his beat. Right. Um, track yeah, six, so. Aha, produced by Minnesota. Track seven, Dollar Day, produced by DJ Khalil. Track eight, Napoleon Dynamite, produced by Preservation. Wow, talk about preservation. This is a time capsule. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, yeah, that was still kind of fresh in, in pop culture consciousness at that time. Yeah, I mean, um, what? The movie's only two years old, really. Two and a half years old at this point. Right. Tina, come get your food. 
right? Right. You know what? Like the kids, they wouldn't even like. It's been long enough now to where they wouldn't know what that is. You know, that's crazy. Um, track nine. There is a way. Preservation produced this one too. And preservation produced track ten. Sun, moon, stars. Uh, track eleven. Murder of a teenage life produced by the Neptunes. You know, Mel loves those Neptunes. <laughs> oh yeah, the Neppies. Uh, yeah. Track this, 12, uh, Fake Bonanza, produced by Preservation. Fake Bonanza. Yeah. Track 13, Perfect Timing, produced by Mo Steph. And track 14, Lifetime, produced by Preservation. I can't let my life pass me by. Wrong song. Oh, okay. And uh, right. if you follow the charts or the plaques or the stats... You would know that this album peaked at number 77 on the Billboard 200. It peaked at number 25 on the top R&B hip-hop albums and number 12 on U.S. Billboard top rap albums. So wow. this oh, album wow. was a flizz up. <laughs> Catch you on the flip-flop. And of course, we know that people are... Uh, People are concerned about this album. They feel like it was just tossed out there. Well, Mules and Mel are here to see what this is all about. We're going to get to the bottom of this, as we do so well. Um, Right here on Rap Rankings, where every listen is like a first listen. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so we we hitting them after this break? Right after this break, we will get into, oh, it's true, it's true, it's true magic by Mo Steph. And we's back. Oh, it's true, it's true. Oh, this man's it's keeping true the going. magic. <sighs> yep, we're back for... Uh, we're here. We're here with the facts. When is the next time I'm going to be able to say, oh, it's true, it's true? I mean, it seems so far you, you don't really wait for an opportunity. <laughs> Just throw it in there. So it could happen again in 10 seconds. You know? No, I mean, like, after this episode is booked. Like, oh, like, you act like it's going to be a running bit for shows to come. I mean, this is just a one episode, one night only gimmick. Okay, you know, to, fair enough. To pop the, to pop the crowd. Listen, if, if Kurt Angle's out there listening, he's loving it. Oh, man, I'm loving him. All right. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's great. Great man. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> I it's set myself up for that. It's I true magic. Here uh, on Rap Rankings. We're going to find out what this true magic is all about. All right? Because right. we've been watching this true magic from both locations, both OKPlayer.com and reality. And I got to say... <laughs> This true magic is true. Sweet. The only way I can understand what you just did is to go watch Raw 25. The the worst fucking 25. Don't watch that. It's over two hours long. Don't watch that. (laughs) Or if you do, watch the last 30 minutes. Okay. So true magic. We're here with the title track. Oh, it's true. It's true magic. The title track. True magic. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? 
I heard something. Yeah, hold on a second. <sighs> Mules, are you here? Hello? I was just tied up by Geffen Records. Geffen? Yeah, Geffen. They just came through the spot and they tied me up and they said, I better not say anything about this album. That don't make no Geffen sense. <laughs> Listen, they were they were pulling on them fear.com gimmicks. They're trying to erase it from 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 memory. They all don't I know is talking one thing. about this. All I know is one thing. Okay. And one thing only. Is it that uh True Magic is the title track is a 6 plus? Uh just a 6 for me, but uh Oh, it's true. It's oh True Magic. God. It's a 6. The title track is a six. Well, six plus for me. Um, so this opens like every most deaf album opens with an Arabic prayer that most recites at the beginning. And it's translated as in the name of the God or in the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. And then the beat drops. Right. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Speaking of the beat, I like the beat. Uh, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> um, the rap. Bro, this is, is a most deaf album. A little, 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 well, you got to tell me what does that mean? Because the for I when I press play on a most deaf album, I don't expect to hear this kind of production. Huh. Well, I wouldn't know what to expect. But this is actually, literally at the same time, first... really, if I press play on a most deaf album, I should know at this point to expect the unexpected. He opened his first album with kind of a spoken word um, with the fear not of man. And then he opened New Danger with the Boogeyman song, which is basically like an R&B kind of like jazz song. So opening with this kind of record, I mean, I guess expect the unexpected. Anything can happen in the most deaf universe. The, the most uh the most deaf verse, but I don't know, man. This beat sounds like I I think this sounds like budget production. I, I mean, like when it when I heard it's not like spectacular. It's just when like, I hear like, like on beat. the cheap, I'm like, word. That's this to me. I can agree. Sounds on the cheap. It's and it's like a type, just like an intro type joint. You know, like it's it's all right. Like you know, it's these synthetic sounding strings though. I don't like that shit. We know how you feel about synthetic strings. Not a fan. Um, I mean, I, I was okay with it, and and the only I'm okay. Note I, have... I mean, I gave it a six. It's all right, but like the whole thing is just like it's average. Like most is just on autopilot. The beat is is like kind of on the cheap. I agree. Like it sounds like some stock shit and yeah that's it like i got nothing else really to say about this like you know it's an it's really like an intro right uh yeah i just i just have here the some of the flows reminded me of old Lil wayne in parts um there's like a little pocket he gets in that was like very dedication to carter 2-esque um 
Now, bro, the thing is, if I heard this beat on like Dedication 2 and Wayne was rapping on it, I'd probably have a different feeling about it. Huh. You know, because it like it would fit more with that like kind of early. It would almost sound like a throw like him doing a throwback of like the early kind of like cash money sound. Fair enough. This with most def, it's just not a good it's not a good mix. This beat and most devs voice don't blend together well. I think he sounds the best over like organic sounding stuff. And this is also like just coming in like this, like and then going into undeniable. It's not like it's not to me, because the records transition into each other. It's not a great transition. Okay. We're going from like mid 2000s dirty south to like an old soul sample, like a funk sample. It's, it's, I follow. It's a strange transition. Well, but yet I couldn't imagine this song anywhere else but the intro. Well, I, I would say, I mean, it's, it's, unless you have more to say, I think it's safe to transition into the second track because. You know, it, all right. It well, it's a, the it's the Grammy nominated, yeah, undeniable. undeniable. Uh, well, I denied it. Six plus, it. I denied it. Yeah, six plus. But but um, all I can really say is, it's like it's really trying to be like something that I like, specifically around the two sixteen mark. A melody sneaks in through the bass line. And he starts singing a little more. And if the whole song was like carried on in that fashion, I'd potentially be looking at like an eight here. Yeah, this one is like almost there for me. It really is. Um, but like, this is one of those situations where it's a sample that's overused. Oh, there's a sample here? Oh, yeah. the I mean, not just a sample that no matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. That's from another song. That's from a 70s, like an old like funk soul record from the 70s. An old so, Negro spiritual? Uh, no, not quite. But <laughs> the King Ghidra, we just did MF Doom last month. He sampled this and it's Mr. Fantastic's only other appearance is over huh. this sample. So I already knew this record from the King Ghidra um, Take Me to Your Leader album when he sampled this on Antimatter with Mr. Fantastic. After him, RZA and Nas on the Untitled album would also go on to sample this song. So it's like we're in well-worn territory here. Um, but I think it's actually like kind of a pretty cool flip of it. It's different enough. Uh, the hook is, as I said, an interpolation of the same sample. And for me, what makes the song a six plus is I find Moses rhyming on here to be really insubstantial, like classic MCing in the sense of like, you're just riding the beat, but he's saying practically nothing on here. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I felt about it, which is why when he started singing, it was a welcome switch up. And, you know, it's like, all right, I, I'd i rather you be doing this than what you were doing in the first part of the song. Right. When he goes uh, there with the singing, too, it's like, no matter how. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, and he just hits those hits those highs that I can't hit. But, like, he puts a lot of uh, – to say, like, to go back to the OK Player gimmick, you know, Max was saying, like, this album sounds like he doesn't have passion. Already we're on the second track, and his background vocals on the second half of this song sound like he has passion. I mean, like they were saying, too, they're like flashes. There's flashes of passion on, on here, um, if that's what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, six plus. I mean, I just think that this is, you know, it's almost there, but it's like the rhyming is too unsubstantial for me and like, or insubstantial. And the beat is just, again, like, it's cool, but like, this is, we've been here already. Right. Which um, I'll, I'll sound like a hypocrite later on when I praise something that has a beat. Okay. That well, uh, his uh, certainly um, well-worn territory in rap, but six plus for undeniable. Same here. Uh, so track track three. Um, you are the one. Well, listen, if the kids are listening, I'm going to quote one of uh, someone they'll know. Uh, in the words of Sandy Cheeks, "No, you ain't." Six. Wow. Plus. Wow. Eight. Wow. Well, listen, I think I, I think you'll respect my reasoning here. Okay. Um, I already know I what said, your reasoning is. Okay. Well, you probably will. You can't I relate. Wrote, yeah, I wrote, I ain't never experienced requited love or a relationship that I want back. So I don't know how effective this actually is at capturing that. It's It's rather like, you know, because I don't have that experience, I don't know if I would find this song to be accurate or meaningful or moving or not so i can't really i don't know and i wrote again like undeniable the second half of the song is great instrumentally um then i said dag nabbit most deaf what's going on here should this have been a beat tape and then i said uh there's a cool like stereoed noise in the beat don't don't know what it is but it's like i don't even know how to replicate it <laughs> but it's like stereoed. Um, Sounds like sleep apnea, whatever you just did. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I think this is where your lack of life experience comes and bites you in the ass, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, I'll agree. For I'll me, agree. this is where things immediately pick up for me. I feel like you can tell how much emotion was infused into this. Um, it's a very heartfelt, dramatic beat with the strings. It's kind of like female background vamping like sample and just a really like simple drum programming with this sound of like cutting cards spliced into it. And um, there's certain like quirks in his delivery here that I think are really special. Like when he says, I wish I knew then what the fuck I know. Like when he puts the emphasis on the F word, right? Yeah. You know, wish I knew then what the fuck I know now. Couldn't read the signs in the road. Slow down. Uh-huh. You know, stuff like that. Like, there's there's moments on the song where you really feel him, like, going for it. And, like, on a, on a different level of, like, emotionality even. Where he's saying, uh, you know, uh, just the, you know... Uh, what did he say? Went from out like, 
you know, went from outlandish to making me shout, damn it. <laughs> like just the, just the, like, it, I, I think that there's like a great deal of honesty, vulnerability on display here. Um, I love the outro. Absolutely yeah, love it. the outro when the beat like kind of comes, it goes out and like comes back in. Yeah. For the finale. Um, and there's like these kind of like Marvin Gaye, I want you bongos that come in as well. Uh, I'm really into this one. I mean, the thing is, I can't relate to this for a long, like I haven't been able to relate to this for a long time. I've been with the same person for a long time. So it's lost some of its effectiveness with me. This might have been a nine at a different point in time for me. Okay. But like, the, I think it's a testament that the song still hits for me, even though I haven't had to relate to this in years. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, being, this... that being said, though, you know, like, if I had to go through a breakup again, would I would I feel the same? I don't know. I'll you have know, to like, revisit this uh, if I ever gain any life experience in this realm. I'm you just at, at this point, I'm ill equipped to say, like, is this like when I think about breakup songs a lot, I think like, is this juvenile? Like, right, are these the emotions? Why. Are these the emotions of a child or like someone who's like not um, emotionally mature enough to handle a relationship with someone? So I don't know if, you know, the last time I really had to go through a breakup was in 2011. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, this shit really like spoke to me. You know, and breakups before that, this shit really spoke to me. If it happened again and I was and I, I, I was single, would I turn to a song like this and feel it even more than I have before? I don't know. You know, would I even bother to listen to music? Would I would I move past it in a more like adult way, a less like like uh, like overly emotional and like heartbroken? Like I don't know. Like I haven't had to deal with that yet, so I don't know. But I think it is a testament to the song that even though I'm so far removed from feeling this way, I can still feel the emotion still very strong in the song. Well, you know, maybe maybe I just don't like the song because here's... And it's not because I find it to be juvenile or anything. It's just... Maybe it just doesn't hit me. Because here's the thing, though I don't have this experience, and this is going to be probably partial hip-hop blasphemy, what I'm about to say. I don't know. I'm going to ask you and and the listeners. Um, There's like a Maroon 5 remix done by Ali Shaheed Shaheed Muhammad. A song called Better That We Break. And like, you know, I've never been in that rough of of a relationship, but that song, I can feel it in there. You know, but I, I guess I didn't feel it here. I don't know. So, well, I'm saying like me, like I know, I know you were going to pull the life experience card, but for the same token, you know, like I've, I've played you like Devin, the dude, and you love right. Devin, the dude, and you've never yeah. picked up a joint blunt bong pipe, anything like that. So, you know, the appeal of something 
just because you can't relate to it necessarily like i don't know like you know i but here's never stopped me and other it's just i had to wonder because it's like i shouldn't have wondered though because i like plenty of breakup songs so i i don't know maybe this one just didn't connect with me Um, i'm a big fan of this one okay uh eight from mules and a six plus from l uh Mool says, you are the one. Mel says, no, you ain't. But things could always change on Rap Rankings. The show where every listen. <laughs> oh, God. It's like a first listen. Okay. Uh, you want to start talking about track four? I'd rather not, because I gave track four a four. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, six plus, again, for me. A four? Yeah, I don't like this at all. This is, um, uh... This, okay, let me get into this. First of all, I hate the beat. It sounds like uh, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, but, like, the proto, like, sound click version. Well, you know from... what the beat... The beat, to me, sounds like... It's some DJ Premier beat I have on my computer that sounds like... Oh, do not... Com- do not compare. No, no, no. This does not sound like no DJ Premier, bro. No, it doesn't sound like a DJ Premier beat. I'm saying it sounds like a DJ Premier beat, like the sounds, the music. I but it's completely, not wholeheartedly like, disagree. There's literally a, a sound in it that like is the same sound that's in the DJ Premier beat. I disagree. I, I'm. T- Listen, Poppy, bro. I disagree, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I... Yeah, whatever. They're just going to think that was crazy again. He is. But we I... already know he is. If you listen to the Patreon <laughs> shoulder content for this show, it's confirmed multiple times <laughs> over. Um, I mean, wow. Four, though? I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't like it, on, bro. What do you want me to say? Five, six? I don't like it. When it when it came on, I wrote, here we go. And then I said, wait. Here we never, go? Where? Never, Where, we go? Where, Where are we going? Where are we going? Garbage I, Island? <laughs> and then I wrote, wait, never mind. I said, beat again is hitting on something, but everything else ain't connecting. Oh, it's hitting on something, all right. But that thing is uh, repuggery. Oh, man. This beat is Trizash. Who made this shit? Wasn't it that Minnesota? It's Minnesota. Be ashamed of yourself, Minnesota. This beat sucks. All right? Hate the beat. All right? I said this is one of those songs that's meant to kind of sound like a gangster rap song, but it's not a gangster rap song because there's a message. So it's more of a commentary on gangster rap than actually gangster rap. But remember what we talk about when we talk about intent versus execution? I don't Uh like this one. It's honestly rather irritating. Four. Four, 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 four. That's all I got to say. It's a four. I don't like it. So if I don't like it, it's a four. Is it the worst thing I've ever heard? No. But the beat stinks. The I hate the I hate these kind of songs. I hate these like, I'm going to make a trap song, but it's going to be a trap song about how we shouldn't be trapping. But we're going to make a trap song and it's going to be a trap song. So those, when you hear it, people think that bad. it's a trap song. 
and they'll get into it and they'll want to hear this in the club but it's really a message song and a social commentary (laughs) dude shut the fuck up like i hate this actually like you're lucky i don't give this shit a three most deaf oh it's (laughs) not oh it's false it's it's quite false Bulls talking about four, 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 four. Wow, you just woke up uh, Jay-Z with that one. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, hey, it wasn't that bad to me, six plus. But All right, well, hey, I think think all this. You, you don't have anything else to say, just six plus? Well, yeah, it, I told you, so like, your, when your it notes, came on, I thought we were your going Your notes somewhere. are, wait, we're going somewhere. Oh, never mind. That is six plus? Yeah, because I told you I liked the beat, and everything else wasn't connected. You're saying this and You Are the One are basically the same. Yeah, to me. Listen, bro, Thug is a drug. He, you may not like, you may not like how he, uh, you know, uh, explained it, but Thug remains a drug. What do you want me to say? Just the annoying, like Thug is a drug. You, you fall in love when love don't love nobody. What is I this? I being that obnoxious. What is this? You, you didn't even listen to the record? <laughs> I did. It's the hook. No, I, no I, I'm saying I don't remember it being that obnoxious the way you sang it. Run that shit back. Uh, man. What, right now? Run it, just the hook. Where is it? Right there. Poison. Audio poison. Audio poison. What's wrong with this generation? They hear these horrible sounds. They like them. I like that sound, bro. That shit was lit. No, it wasn't, bro. You know what? No, no, don't play me like that. Don't play me. Listen, you know what I think? I think you just not a thug. (laughs) The whole song is making fun of thugs, bro. Right. Why oh, would no. a thug? Okay, sorry. So, you are a, you are a thug, and you don't. So I would be a, I'd fun. be a thug. I would not be a thug because yeah, the song is patronizing thug, to thugs. Yeah, has no respect. Thug. That's for thugs. what this is about. It's got no. Listen, never was a thug. Okay, just infatuated with guns. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> nice. Here's the thing. All right. This ain't no record. Okay, whatever this is. <laughs> this ain't no record. Okay, stop stop putting that garbage out. That's all I got to say. I got you. Here we go. Quit putting that garbage out, that music out. <sighs> all right. Oh, well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm locked in for track five. Hypocrite Mools is in the building. Crime and Medicine. Oh, um, yeah. It came on, and I said, oh, this beat. Oh, yeah. But uh, six plus. Oh, come on, bro. I actually like the Pharrell version better. You didn't like that one either. You gave it a six. I like it better than this one, though. <laughs> How? You gave this a six plus. 
did I? no let me look up the ratings let me see we got this we did the pharrell in my this mind the Julio over tape, here this fucking Julio it, on the air it was it was when skateboard came right when skateboard came to live six out plus. the name I'm looking, six I gave it a six so you plus. like them the same no there i'd like it slightly more so then it's a six no, no, no. Is listen, they can both be six pluses and it's like it's like the decimal point you don't see. You know, it's like Come on, bro. You know? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Pharrell, Pharrell's version had a little more like flavor and it was it was weirder and so it was more memorable. He wasn't singing on there. Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, listen, listen it, it, I, I mentioned Pharrell in my notes. I mentioned Pharrell in my notes actually. Okay, well, what right, do you hypocr- give this thing? Hypocr- I give it a seven. Okay. All right, I'm not in love with this thing. It's good. I like it. You know, it's cool. Here's what I said. I like when Pharrell raps on this beat on the Gangster Girls. I, I, I love the original. And I like this one, too. I think this is one of my favorite hip-hop beats. It's like quintessential RZA to me, bro. Like... I don't know. I, 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 he's singing the original hook of the song, the MCs came, you know, the desert. He's singing that on here. The rapping is cool. It's not like amazing or anything like that, but you know, I think, uh, I, I, how do I feel about this being on a studio album? I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I should be bothered by it, but I'm just not, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just, listen, he's kind of like, I've seen him live enough times to say that, like, the most deaf experience is always expect the unexpected. You want to go see him perform Miss Fat Booty, Umi Says, and then bring out Talib so they do the Black Star songs. In reality, he's going to do a Neil Young cover, a Mad Villain cover, a fucking Kanye West cover. You know, he's going to do a De La Soul cover. He's going to start covering fucking Nirvana. And then all of a sudden you're like, what is this shit? I didn't pay for this shit. What is he doing? Well, this is what he does, bro. I don't know what to tell you. It's the most deaf experience. And I think it's a seven because that's, that's the, it's the beat doing all the heavy lifting here. But I think it's like the most deaf remix of liquid Swords. It's pretty dope. Is this true magic? Like a borderline mixtape? Cause this it really is on here, you know, cause it really is a borderline mixtape. It's, it's yeah. a, I almost hazard to say, and you know, it is considered an album, but it feels like one of them damn retail mixtapes. Right. Uh, I'm not mad at you. You know, I gave it six plus. I'm not saying, yo, I'm not sitting here and I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying it's cool. I like it. I, I pretty, yo, listen, you should rap on the fucking Liquid Swords beat. Oh, no. No, I can't do that. Come on, man. Everyone can, no, everyone could get on board with that's this. That's a setup. That's a setup. They're going to, they're going to, oh, okay. The hip hop museum. Oh, trust me. You've already been ejected. <laughs> You've been ejected, and we got signs posted up all over the place with your face on it. You're Don't let this back. guy you in. Gotta, you got to come in like Enzo Amore with the wig. <laughs> <laughs> with the hoodie, the wig, the whole thing. You might even have to come in white face, bro. My God. Listen, I'm going to get my, my man Jack Harlow to sneak me in. Oh, he's banned too. No, he just got his membership card. Well, no, what happened is Bix is banned, and they keep thinking it's him. But I said, no, Bix is not banned. It's Bix. His name is Bix and Span. I never said anything about banned. Oh, Bix is banned. 
No, it's that's Bix's what they band. thought. Yeah, they thought I said uh, Bix's band, so they started putting signs with his face on it too. <laughs> and then people thought it was Jack Harlow. Oh man! Wow. So they didn't let Jack Harlow in. Well, they've sorted it out since then. And, uh, no, it's all good. Me and Dan Wolf are roaming the halls, and we're <laughs> we're making sure that none of this none of this tomfoolery <laughs> goes on during. Uh, I would watch that show. The Mules and Dan Wolf as like the the groundskeeper, a night, like a the night at the hip hop museum. Yeah, night at the hip hop museum. Oh my god, classic! Put that in the back pocket. We got to get that produced. But uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, uh, what, what we got here? It's this song. It was uh, track track six. Yep, track six. Aha, aha. I, I gave it a flat six. I give this a five plus. And my only note, a single solitary note. <laughs> I don't even remember writing this. I wrote, I wrote it's not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. First off, I'll just I'll just say I do think this album gets better in the second half. But I agree. Um, I, I don't like this. Uh, I wrote. I remember first hearing this one on a white label a few years earlier. Uh, this came from the New Danger Sessions, I believe. Production wise, it's kind of middling. Not really like mainstream rap, but too polished to be kind of like underground rap. Um, I feel like this one somewhat covers similar territory as thug is a drug and even crime is crime and medicine a little bit, um, but I don't find this one as irritating as thug is a drug. And I don't find this one as inviting as crime and medicine. So it's kind of just in the middle for me. I feel I have nothing to say about this record. It's just so like this feels, I mean, to put this song on there when this shit was, I'm telling you, I swear to God, this shit was from the New Danger Sessions. Like, because there was a white label that came out in like 04. And that's when New Danger came out. And it was like this song and something else. Uh-huh. And I remember hearing it then. And it's like, oh, no, this is, this is not going to work at all. And then we just never heard it. Like, it wasn't on the New Danger. So I thought we had avoided it for good. And then here but it is on here. Surfaced. So, it kind of lends maybe some credence to the theory that this was thrown together. And okay. so does the next song, actually. Um, uh, because Dollar Day. Right? Yeah, Dollar Day was uh, track seven. Um, it was originally released as an online single and video just a few weeks after Hurricane Katrina. And now, about a year later, um, or a little over a year later, this song appears on the album. So there is some historical context to this song. Um, Neither the album or the track were like well, you know, received, but it says that many in the New Orleans area claim to strongly relate with the song. So in this song, most deaf attempts to bring light to the conditions of post Katrina New Orleans while also demonizing those that he feels are responsible for the lack of urgency in responding to the crisis. So the beat is a direct sample of the beat from Juvenile, Wacko and Skip's 2004 track Noia Clap. The beat samples various 1980s songs, including Bust a Move, Drag Rap, and Pee Wee's Dance. 
So given his track record over beats like this, on this very album, you might not expect me to like this song. Because I've pretty much been panning any attempt that he's made so far to try to make, like, quote-unquote gangster rap or, like, more polished mainstream-sounding rap. I actually like this song. We're on the same page. I gave it a 7 minus. I'd give it a straight 7. Um, okay. I... I think that just like on You Are The One, I can now like really feel the emotion in this song. And it's clearly like very pointed and an inspired flip. It's not like on Thug Is A Drug where I feel like it's kind of patronizing in the way that it's made. Like I was saying, those those records that are made to sound like gangster rap records that are critique of gangster rap or that image, you know, I feel like this is not in that vein whatsoever, even though the beat is like a juvenile song, you know, he, it's a very tasteful flip. And, you know, obviously the subject matter is very serious and he does the subject matter justice on here. And it's always risky. I feel like when we're doing these kinds of records that the, Intent is is always going to be there, but how is the execution? On here, I feel like the execution is solid. He's really giving his all into the song. And um, there's one part where he says, quit being cheap. Freedom ain't free. <laughs> and, that, and that is a little cringy and almost reminds me of when he went to do that Guantanamo Bay gimmick. Oh, can, got, we not, can we not talk about that? Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to get into it, but it's it's one of those things that's like, all right, calm down. Like, it's drifting into that territory for me, but I still, um, I think it succeeds. It's a seven. Um, Shocking that a most I, deaf remix of the Noia Clap about Hurricane Katrina is actually good. I like what he's saying better than the, you know, what was being said on the original record, the Know Your Clap. So it wasn't just about me recognizing the beat, like, oh, Know Your Clap. I actually prefer what's being said here to the original. Um, you know, I, I uh, yeah, I like this one surprisingly because when it came on, I'm like, wait a minute. But uh, yeah, the emotion was there. The conviction was there. Um, and I remember... I think it helps too that uh, I remember that time vividly. Uh, you know when it happened, and it, and it like, captures, and I think it captures that time very well. Yeah, you know, just if if you weren't there for it and you hear the song, I would say honestly, now that I think about it, that was like maybe like surpassed like Ferguson level, like discussion and outrage, like it was. That was a Katrina was huge, bro. I feel like Katrina was not since nine eleven had I think we had seen such a wide a major scale tragedy. national tragedy and like you know, and then the, just the total lack of response as well. I mean, and you could see more of that in the Spike Lee documentary when the levees broke. Yeah, but yeah, this record uh, it, it captures the time, and I remember the music video for this was like basically footage on the ground and like news footage. So most was in it, but like it was mostly intercut with footage of actual, you know, people who were having to survive out there. And uh, 
was very impactful, the video combined with the song. The song on its own, though, I'm shocked that like all these years later, it still works for me. George Bush doesn't care about black people. But Trump, he loves black people. And my wife, Kim, she loves black people too. And that is why... This wouldn't make sense to a 2005 person, but you got you got it. Flash forward 15 years for that to make sense. Uh, yeah, dollar day, seven vitamins for me, seven for moles. I like mm-hmm. it. You pulled it off, most def. You most definitely pulled it off. <laughs> oh, uh, it's right. true. It's true magic. I earned it. Uh, so track uh, eight. Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. Um, and I give track eight an eight. Wow. Uh, here's the thing, man. Gave it a six minus. Six minus? The beat just took me out of it. Oh, I he, love I could, the beat. I could tell he was rapping more expertly than every track prior to it. But like, I just couldn't get into it. The, to me, the beat is phenomenal. It's these uh, organs, and like it's a very like nineteen seventies kind of sample. Um, these horns I just kept thinking, and, like as it was playing, I'd rather hear whatever this sample is than than like what it's been turned into. Because I'm like, there's a song in here that I like, but it's but like I don't think rapping should be occurring over it. Oh, dude, I think so. you're absolutely tripping. I think the beat is phenomenal. And as you said, the rapping is just bar for bar, the writing, like, just it, it, some of the shit is, like, really, really dope. Like, when he's talking, I feel like Lazarus rising out. Like, come on, bro. Some of the imagery in his bars. <laughs> and then, you know, I feel like this song is, like, what would come later from most F. Like, this is the hint towards the ecstatic basically sounded like an album full of stuff like this. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like his, you know, that's the album where he did a bunch of songs with like Mad Lib and Oh No and all like the Stones Throw people. So, you know, this kind of has that feel to it. Like this is arguably the first like MF Doom inspired and uh, most death track that there's, that there is before he'd do pretty much a whole album of them. Well, uh, you're saying the ecstatic sounds like this. I might not be too ecstatic about the ecstatic main. Oh, main. <laughs> oh, main. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't think it sucks. It's not like a four or even a I five. I think the lyrics are, are phenomenal on this one. I definitely... And the beat is know, dope. I think, I guess, like, Really, on this one, results may vary. If you're into the beat, you'll like the song because it's the strongest rapping he does on this album up until this point. Right. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, track nine. Mel was in the building, folks. Don't give this up. Track don't nine. give in. Don't give up. Don't give in. There don't is a way, up. y'all. Uh, seven plus. 
I give this one a straight seven. Um, I mean, he says it pretty much up top at the beginning of the record. That this is like the whole song. That like, you know, uh, simple and plain. There's only two lyrics. There is a way, no matter what they say, don't give up, don't give in. That's all. That's it. I've just told you the lyrics to the song. Listen, it's uh, as the kids say, it, this is this is a vibe. OK, it's, it's a vibe. Right. This you know? is this is like when people talk about affirmation. This ah, is just a positive okay. affirmation. Don't give up. Don't give in. It's a completely like old school kind of song. It's all singing. Um, I I happen to like most deaf singing records. Me too. When they pop up on his albums, I always like, oh, these are always a treat. And um, this one's no different despite its simplicity. I feel like uh, it's a feel-good record. Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I wrote, uh, oh, you know I love this beat. And then I said, I'm realizing that I prefer like smoky soul singer most deaf to rapper most deaf. I agree, actually. If we're talking, like, first of all, Black on Both Sides is and Black Star, you really want to hear most deaf rap, those are the albums you pick up. You know, right. like, that's when he's a great rapper. By the 2000s, it's, a, it's another one of those situations where it's like, I can tell this is what he wants to be doing. Yeah. Because, you know, the, like... Other to me, other than you are the one and Napoleon Dynamite, when he's rapping on this album so far, it, he's just going through the motions. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Outside of like Napoleon Dynamite. Now yeah. we'll get to something later. Where there, there's like, in my opinion, there's one song on here we'll, that we'll get to where it, it, it is the best lyrical showing on the album by far. But for the most part, it seems like in this time, New Danger era, True Magic, that most deaf would rather be singing, doing jazz, doing, you know, like R&B, doing rock. It seems like rapping is just something that he feels like he's expected to have to do. Right. So um, I actually agree with that take. If we're talking about like, putting aside black on both sides. Right. If I'm looking at the rest of his catalog. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, this, this, when I realized this, it made sense when I considered that pretty much all of the songs of his that I like feature heavy singing or singing moments. So, right. You know, Yeah. There is a way to enjoy most death if you're male, and it's to wait for him to sing. <laughs> so oh, it's plus. true. Oh, my God. It's true magic. Seven plus for me. Just, seven just a straight rules. seven for me. But this right. next one, though. <laughs> Sun, moon, stars. The sun, the moon, and the stars, and the breeze. Now, here's, okay, here's the thing. I, uh, as my famous phrase, folks, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> I originally gave it a six minus. And then I heard it in the car. And, oh, you're and, big and, tripping. And then I just gave it a flat six. Wow. After There Is A Way, only two lyrics, you give this a six? I gave it a six. 
I liked it better than the first time I heard it, but it's still oh. here. I, it could go up though. It, it, it's just like it's a it, it's sneaky. I don't know. I mean, you know, I could come back and say I was tripping next month. Maybe you were. Maybe you were. I think this is. I think there is a way sets up for this song actually. Because I agree with that. It like they're they're similar. They're similar yeah. in the sense that like. This is another old school, like soul funk sounding record, mostly singing, really, really sweet bass line. And um, there's more lyrics in this one. And it's like kind of like a, I don't know, like I don't want to call it like a jam session, but it it starts to sound like it starts to sound like kind of like a jam session as it goes along. Because like there's these horns that come in and out. And, you know, you get back into the bass line and it's an interesting arrangement, to say the least, on this one. But um, I I wrote, we're vibing, baby. Eight. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm not not mad at that. I'm cool with that. I think the there is a way is the perfect setup for this one. It is. it, It does set this one up. Um, like, I don't think you could just drop someone into Sun, Moon, Stars immediately after Napoleon Dynamite. It's just like, you just you just go from, like, pointed to esoteric too quickly. Right. Um, well, okay. Uh, I guess I should just tell you it. It, it don't it don't it don't get no better after in in the next track for me. Uh I don't like this song very much. We're still at a six. Uh this track eleven, Murder of a Teenage Wife. Uh, another flat six. I gave this a flat six as well. Um I just have one note. Again, I said, I man, I don't need this lesson. Yeah, I mean I put this in the same territory as Thug is a drug. Yeah. Um, okay. It's now, a little now, more right, focused. It's more focused. It's less satirical. It's not like let's make a gangster rap song. It's right. like it's almost like the um, the epilogue to Thug is a Drug. Like, all right, now have you learned your lesson? Like, right. now you see what happens. Thug is a drug, and it leads to the murder of a teenage life. It's a little uh, like like melodramatic. Um, it's like, all right, I don't need the BET movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, it's a filler song. I mean, when we're talking about like a Neptunes and most deaf collaboration, this is not what I had in mind. Right. That's for sure. It's very morose for that. You know, if if this beat were to be used to its fullest potential, it would have been given to the clips at the time for like the Hell Hath No Fury era. And quite frankly, if if they turn this shit down, you know, this is, it feels like something that was turned down by the clips. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to this teenage life. And there's that, no. It's it, not a teenage life. It's a fake. It's a story. It's not, it's not a real part. teenage life. And even if it was, if the song was bad, that's just how it is. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh, oh, man. You ready for this, bro? You. you ready oh. for the lyrical centerpiece of this album? <sighs> Track 12. Fake Bonanza. Yeah. 
Eight minus. Nine. Okay. I, I'm Nine. Uh, not one of my favorite no songs of all time, but one of my favorite most deaf songs, for sure. Bro, I, I wrote, woo, here we go. Take we it away, Mel. Let's, let's hear I mean, I, I want to hear, this is your first time hearing the song. Well, no, um, it's not. Oh, okay. you put it in a mix. Oh, did I? Momentum. But I had forgot that I'd heard it. So when it came on, I'm like, I remember this from somewhere. And I'm like, yo, this is good. <laughs> like, Dude, this is, I, I'm, I don't think this is just good. I think like if we're just looking at the oh, lyrics yeah, look, alone, we're just you taking know? the lyrics at fit, like just as a piece of writing. This is some of the best writing I've ever heard. Listen, in rap, listen. in rap, you know, like when I'm looking at lyrics written out on a piece of paper. This this song this shit man, reads crazy. I yeah yeah it's it's look it I said woo here we go we here now shame it came so late beat is heron and fake bonanza is such a stylish way to describe the hullabaloo riff raff nonsense chaos mess etc. What great writing here. I'm a, I'm a, this is, this is one of those times where look, we were going through older albums and this is going to get spin in the year 2020 as like a freshly discovered song for Mel. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one. The outro on this with the woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom and I, everything about this, his, the writing is amazing, but his delivery is brilliant. Like, you can tell like he cares on this song. Like he's clearly putting a lot like in with how he opens it up, sets the scene, hip hop, modern times. Yeah. Glossy and I raw mean, and so self-absorbed, immature. I can't remember being this bored. Here's what's funny. I was reading something about this record yesterday. I don't know if this is true or not. I forgot. Where did I read it? But somebody was like, they claimed to be at a most deaf concert that like Puff was at. And they were like, Puff was like, you know, vibing. He was enjoying it. And so the line in the song where he's like, uh, they said it's all about the Benjamins. Like, I didn't believe it then. I don't believe it now or something. Or, like yeah, that. didn't believe it now. I don't believe it now. Didn't, believe, I didn't it then. believe it then. Apparently, this person claims that Puff got upset. That's like story. I don't believe it. <laughs> Me either. I think this is just some some hip hop head head cannon, you know. Which is but, fine. We need that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, this is a, this is a good one, man. This is a real good one. Uh, it's the standout for me on the album. Um, uh, not- as far as rapping goes, for sure, absolutely. There's one. There's one other song on here that I actually have. Uh, as high as this one at a nine, but this is, um, I mean, for all intents and purposes is, is the best song on here because like, there's no smoke and mirrors on this one whatsoever. You know, sometimes most deaf gets you into his smoke and mirrors that he has. And, uh, you know, he can mystify you with his range. This one is a rap song. There's a little bit of singing at the end, but it's a rap song. And it's one of his best rap songs in his catalog. Definitely the best rap song on this album. 
just bro like I'm, i don't have to say anything else like go listen if you have not heard this song which you may not have because this album was a blip on the radar at best listen to fake bonanza and look up the lyrics and read the lyrics this is a good fucking record man this is this is what i this is this is fucking hip-hop bro nine nine <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, no argument from me here. Uh, yeah, listen, check out Fake Bonanza if you haven't, folks. Um, yeah. Moving on. Uh, moving on to track 13, Perfect Timing. Yep. Not quite. It's a six. Wow. I give it an eight. Wow. Um, so here's the thing about this song. This is another thing when we were talking about like the mixtape vibe of this. Uh-huh. A lot of these bars are like classic hip hop bars. They're not his bars. It's Run DMC, nice and smooth, Gangstar. You know, he has like references, not even references, straight up like Jay Z shit, like taking full bars. Right. And he's mixing them together. So it would be like if you wrote a rap song using a bar from, you know, one or two bars from some of the classic rap songs. Um, but this to me is like, you know, even with the, even with like the classic hip hop references and bars and whatnot, uh, which he alters slightly in some ways, he, um, he it's, it's one of them damn most deaf singing songs. I thought you'd like this one. Uh, after fake bonanza, it, it, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't okay. that well. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. It's like, we're, it's like kind of like, here's the thing. I'm not generally a big fan of noodling. It's funny because I, I have a, I have a revelation in the next uh, review and the next song, but okay. You know, I, I said, um, most brings his own brand of mumble rap slash singing into a dope little mood piece and tribute to classic hip hop. Look, you are under the spell of true magic and the incense is burning now or you just aren't and it isn't. Eight. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at you. You're either, you know, you're vibrating on the frequency of true magic or you're just not at this point, you know? <laughs> Despite the fact that, yeah, you may say, oh, well, this is a good record, but coming after this, like, at this point, if you're not here for the smoke and mirrors, I understand. Okay. Um. Fair enough. I just uh. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really feel anything. Listening to this perfect timing, it was bad well, timing. I, I, I'll tell you why you didn't feel anything, because you don't give a damn about no Run DMC, nice and smooth, <laughs> any of that shit. If it was, if it what? was doing Jack Harlow bars and Milo bars, you'd be shimmying like little Uzi Vert. Listen, you know, you just say I don't care about DMC. Come on, look, man. And at the GODB in me, then the king I'll be. You feel me? So what are we talking about here? Huh? Yeah? See? Yeah, yeah. You don't even know what we're talking about here. Because I'm the true hip-hop head of this cast. (laughs) 
I don't even believe that. I'm, I'm outclassed as far as wealth of knowledge goes. But listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hip-hop head. But listen, this is what but, uh, we're doing this for. We got to put the next generation onto hip-hop we or it's going to die. Generations. We My hip-hop knowledge really starts where I, I would consider myself a, quote, authority. I would say, like, If you're reading this, onward. it's too late. No, come on, the bro. The artist Aubrey Drake Brown I, from I say Toronto, 08. Canada. Oh, wait. Eh, I could probably go back further, you know, probably from when I started rapping. So, oh, seven. You know, I can talk about things from that point forward, you know, as somebody who was actively engaged. Listen, guys, all jokes aside, I give Mel 10 tons of shit on our shows. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if we don't, I'm talking to my, my people in their 30s, their 40s, even their 50s. If you're 50 years old and you're listening to fucking rap rankings, I don't know what to tell you, bro. But here's the thing. The classic Mel line, actually. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> we got we to gotta expose the youth to these albums and let them make up their own mind about them. You know, yes. will, we re- will we relentlessly tease them along the way and accuse them of listening to, quote, small penis rap? Of course. Of course we will. <laughs> We're the kings of rap. We're the ones who made rap good. And they're ruining it. But the fact is, we got to bring them in and educate them and let them educate us. And that's important, too, because I don't know nothing about no Jack Harlow until this guy comes around and tells me, listen to Jack Harlow. And you know something? I ultimately did. And I like some of the songs. I liked half of them, as a matter of fact. Spoiler alert for a future episode. (laughs) But yeah, listen, man, like. But in all actuality, why the fuck should you like Perfect Timing? You don't know these references. It's just most deaf mumbling. Perfect Timing, I'm rhyming, I'm rhyming, I'm rhyming. He's not going to fuck about that, right? You know what I mean? He doesn't care. And why should he? But we got we to gotta break bread. We got to meet in the middle somewhere. Because, okay. you know, we got to keep hip-hop alive. If we, if we just let, if we, you know, if we just let these kids run off and listen to their small penis rap, they'll never know where it came from. Feel me? Uh, anyway, anyway, I give this an eight because I'm a true appreciator of hip hop and not a racist. Sure. Uh, um, oh, it's true. It's true magic. Uh, we're next? at the final track here. Here we go. I'm serving up another one of those classic nines. Okay. I here's the thing. I gave it a uh, I gave it a seven. Um, I say this is the second hashtag vibe on the album. This is his best. The first. Uh, I I would. There is a way. I would say maybe next to the panties from New Danger. This Uh is his best vibe. His most vibish vibe of all vibes. Uh, very wow. cinematic, like spacey opening, and um, kind of down tempo sounds come in. Real natural sounding drums, like those brushed drums, you know. Um, right. This is a hundred percent singing. It's all in the delivery here. So, like, you know how uh, you talk about this live performance from Francis and the Lights of uh, is it or not even a live performance? It's the uh, I won't studio. lie to you. Uh, you're talking about May I Have This Dance, right? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the the record uh, from 
just for us. Uh, I won't lie to you. It's the astray. It's how he holds. Oh, it's oh, how he right. holds things out. So like on this, he'll say I something like um, astray. That part. Yeah. It's about when. Yeah, it's about like holding certain things and letting things lay like 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 sit for a second and then you know going in and delivering it. So on this, like he says, the moment I met you. Pause. The first look was like pause. Magic. We talking that tension and release? Yeah, it's all about that for me on this one. Um, I have a revelation here. Okay. In this very review, I write, Is most deaf my Frank Ocean? Wow. Fuck it. This is a song that I find very moving. Always have and continue to get swept up in it. Nine. Wow. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. It's true magic. Oh, man. Um, wow. Well, you got a couple nines on here, pal. No, I only have two. Yeah, a couple nines. No, that's two nines. Yeah, a couple. No, I feel like a couple is like more than two. <laughs> Literally a couple is two. If I said a few, a few nines. No, listen, a couple is two, but a cuppa, a cuppa is is definitely more than two. A, yeah, more than two. So uh, yeah, I got two nines on here. I got a, uh, I got two nines and three eights. It's pretty pretty good for like a supposed throwaway album. But here's the thing: like you are the one. Napoleon Dynamite and Sun, the Moon, the Stars got eights. Um, Fake Bonanza. Oh, and Perfect Timing got an eight as well. Um, then Fake Bonanza and Lifetime got nines. That's um, one, two, three, four, five. I'm doing the calculations right now. Like, if if we were just going off in eights and nines, I like nine songs total on this album. Nine out of 14, which is a 64% takeaway rating. Uh, 98 available points, or That's 98 70%, points. 70% yeah. average rating. So My I average mean, rating is a 70%. So uh, out of 140 available points, I gave it 98. And I take away nine out of 14 songs. There's an album in here. More than, more so than there's an album here. I mean, like, you know, nine songs to me is an album. So I like this album. Is it a classic five out of five like that British guy suggested on the forum? No. Absolutely I think not. it's miraculous that, like, you end up with a 70% average rating on an album that had a four on it. That I tells mean, you how, how wildly the thing swings. Like, it can go from a four to a nine. Yeah, there's a you four know? on this album, and there's a nine on, and there's two nines on this album, right? You know, this is why you gotta sit down and listen to albums. I didn't know how much I liked this album because I was thinking to myself, like, do I think that this is his best album other than Black on Both Sides? Do I like this more than the New Danger and the Ecstatic? And I thought I did, and maybe I don't. I don't know. We'll have to see when we get into those albums here on rap rankings. Mel, what are your <laughs> rankings looking like? 
Uh, well, I'm about to tell you here. Uh, wow. Okay. So your weighted rating is a 67%. Yep. So 6.7 so 6. out, out of 10. Pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, not, like, not great, but not bad. I think this breaks both narratives that like, this is like a hidden gem. That's like perfect. And that it's like a throwaway album. You shouldn't bother with. It's like, no, it's all right. There's even some really good stuff on here. You know, so Mool says 6.7. Uh, my weighted rating is a 45.5%. So a 4.5 for me, um, <laughs> you know, uh, what's your I take like away? Four out of 14. Four out of 14. Okay. And 28%. So what is um, the official rated rating rankings. for rap rankings? Uh, well, I'm about to tell you. Let's see. Uh, 67 plus 45.5 divided by 2, 56.25. Wow, Pitchfork was rough on them, man. He gave They gave him a 4.5 when he really deserved a... They don't know anything. A 56.25. A 5.6. Yeah. They jerked him out of 1.1. <laughs> wow. Well, listen. Uh, he, he has taken... Missy Elliott out of the fourth place spot. Wow. So the board is looking like MF Doom at number one. MF Doom, number one, with 85.25%. So 8.5. Okay. Uh, Master, Master Ace, Ace number Long two. Hot Summer. Yeah. 70.25%. So seven out of 10. Uh, number three, Outcast, Idlewild, 58.5%. So our 5.8 out of 10. Uh, so this got coming. So in, Idlewild got 2% more than True Magic. Uh, 2.25% more. Okay. Uh, most deaf, True Magic, coming in at fourth place with a 56.25%, or, you know, just a 5.6 out of 10. Uh, now fifth place, Missy Elliott, The Real World, 55.75%, uh, 5.5 out of 10. Uh, six, Big Bear, Doing Things, 42.25%, 4.2 out of 10. Uh, seventh place, Big Sean, Boy with Hall of Fame. Uh, 40.5% or 4 out of 10. Okay. And in last place, <laughs> Pusha T, Daytona with a 36.25% or a 3.6 out of 10. See, uh, they said, well, why Pusha do you T. sound so uh, uh, joyful about announcing this? Like, well, it always brings me joy to break a false narrative. And that narrative would be that it was album of the year and S word. Come on, Mel. I don't have to quote that. This is a family show. Yeah, it's anything but if you ask me. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, shout out to most Depp's true magic. Not, oh, not it's the true. Worst thing in the world. It's true magic. Jesus. And that's the last time I get to say that. So, uh,. You know, yeah, I guess ultimately when it comes down to it, True Magic is okay. It's decent. It's not a piece of garbage thing that he just tossed together, and yet it's not not that either. <laughs> right. It's, it's all in all, it's a it's a it's an album that he put out and he left the label. I have a feeling that this isn't the last time we're gonna see most deaf here on rap rankings, and I have a feeling this is not his ceiling. Uh, I have the same feeling. 
one because we have to do every album in history so he'll definitely pop up again and two because i already know that there's a 10 out of 10 song for me on that black on both sides so the black on both sides listen it's it's an illmatic situation for him when you're when you're constantly compared to your debut album it's a it's it's really sometimes it's uh more of a curse than a gift yeah blueprint too the gift and the curse which was compared to the blueprint, which was considered a classic, and uh, which was considered treated, a gift, and and, and a, curse a curse because it came oh, out on nine eleven. Oh, oh well, I, I, that wasn't where I was going with it. I was going to say the curse because it, it is now blueprint two has to be compared to it. Oh well, that too. Uh, but then nine eleven happened as well. But we don't talk about is, politics on rap rankings. The only show where every <laughs> listen. It's like a first listen. <laughs> I feel like the pause is going to get longer with every episode. So we're like, there'll be like a two hour pause by the very end of this show. <laughs> like season, like 8,000. Episode 12. Once we get the crowd noise, like, the, like we'll pull it from like when Roman Reigns came out the night after he beat The Undertaker. Uh, once we get the crowd noise in there for it, it's really wow. going to pop. It's popping already. I'm hearing great stuff about it. Oh, man. People are loving that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, this has been another Rap Rankings presentation. Oh, it's yeah. true. Oh, he's it's snuggling. true magic. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. And uh, we'll be back next month with our next episode. And then we got one more after that, which will be our uh, season finale and you know what that means what does that mean the first season's gonna begin oh i mean yeah that's a given because we still in season zero people yep all that yawning and the clipping of the toenails <laughs> i have never clipped my toenails on this show this is this this is one of the falsest narratives. The, the urinating in cups it's all gonna go that, away that took on place one. off the show it's all gonna get taken out of the show for season one where we have to clean up our act for our sponsors <laughs> but for right now oh it's true it's oh damn God. true it's That's true great. magic and this has been mules and mel with another episode of your favorite podcast covering every rap album in history what's, right. the name, what's the name of the show now? it's uh no no because i know where this is going so this is just the show this is the show come on no just say the name of the show, of the show. Just, you have the you can shut the recording off as soon as you say its name rap rankings the only show where every listen. <laughs>